Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to The Other Side with BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Laws. Yeah. We got Jeff. Yeah. We got Aaron in yeah. the building. No D, no Shaq. Uh, rocking out. Uh, so just like we do every week, you know, we get into it off break with the questions. Uh, so this question comes in. Uh, title is Mama. So it says... Hi, I have been in a relationship with a 34-year-old man for about 17 months. During this time, and for a few years before meeting him, he has not worked. He says he is looking for work, but can't get employed because he's overqualified for every job. He is well-educated, but I don't see why he can't find work. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Oh my God! On top of this, he still lives at home with his mother and has even said he couldn't move out even what? if he does find work and she at, because she will be alone. I told him yesterday I wanted to end it as there is no future and he has threatened suicide, said I am an evil and cruel person and have no empathy, etc. I feel so low at, at how I made him feel, but... How can I be expected to fund his life and have no chance of a future myself? He won't even leave his mother alone for one night to be with me. What should I do? Don't ask me a dumb question you don't answer to. Uh, Hold on, y'all. Yeah, I mean... Is it a classic case of the mama's boy, though? Classic case of the mama's boy? That's right, you already know. How how long... um, did uh you know? Did she say they've been together? Did she say that? Or oh, I missed seventeen that. months. Seventeen months. I mean, so I mean, that's not that long. Like a year and some change. Yeah, like a little short of two years, or basically like a uh, almost like a year and a half or so. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like ah, yeah, like that's a tough situation. Like I mean, if she if she was ready to end it, you know. Um, then, I mean, she obviously don't really, like, love him that much from the standpoint of, like, is he showing, like, receipts in terms of him legitimately, you know, uh, going after a job? But then but then again, like, she, she's saying that he won't even leave his mom to come over there and stay with her. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really know how much she can do with that. Like, and... She need to tell, uh, she need to talk to his mother. Like, yo, your son talking about he going to commit suicide if I leave him like that. You know what I mean? Like, y'all need to, you need to have a talk with him because, like, this ain't on me. Like you, like she said, I mean, he's a grown man. Like, he maybe he should try Ubering. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, a, a good way nowadays for, like, you know, to kind of supplement you with some yeah. income while, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if he has a car. I mean, way it sound he might not but um yeah like that, that's a tough joint he he gotta Yo, get something is, man this man this man is living on easy street this is what it sounds like to me because she that's says like. she said i don't she says she doesn't want to fund him like you know right basically like take care of the dude so she's right. probably giving him he money because that, that mom's he living at home like, with mom dudes so she, you know, this dude don't have no job. He has no desire to get a job. Well, he says that he's overqualified for for every job, but uh, that sounds a little suspect to me. I mean, Yo, the thing he, is, he, it's like he can't get a part time like somewhere, like you know what I mean. It ain't even so like he don't want to work, though. He don't want to work. He want to chill, watch Maury, 
Plague 2K. <laughs> he don't want to work, dog. Come on. And then the fact that he's not leaving his mom, so mom's probably cook, do laundry, all that other stuff. And then young and be, you know, giving him bread and doing all that other stuff. Yeah, it's a fail. Slim. Yeah, I mean, and then the threat of the suicide, like that's that's like wolf tickets, dog. Like I mean, I'm I'm I know you yeah. should take, especially in nowadays climate, you should take those kind of mental health things like serious. But I mean, like he's not seeming like he having any other problem when when like like you said, like she's funding him or Mom Deuce is funding him. Like where where's all the suicide talk then? Now you talking about you gonna commit suicide because I'm saying I'm gonna leave? Like huh? Like I, I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Unless, like yeah, I said, he's been mentioning that before, like throughout the course of the relationship, which obviously you and I both know it doesn't appear to be the case. Like, yeah, he's he's pulling them wolf tickets. He's he's faking. He's bluffing. Aaron, what was your take take on it? I just feel like some of these questions, people are just bored and just make stuff up. Like this is like. <laughs> This is not even something that should be like, up for debate. Like you basically listen to all the reasons why you shouldn't be dealing with somebody in this age bracket. I can see if he was 23 or 24, but you said he was 34 and you've been with him for a year and a half already. It's just, it sounds like foolishness to me. Why you doing that? I mean, it just, it sounded like it to me too, dog. Yeah, she laid, like you said, she laid out all the reasons as to why you know what I mean? She's gonna bounce, and if you're if if you're telling us that, despite all of those reasons that you laying out, like now you don't want to leave because he's talking about committing suicide. Like I mean, he he needs to be talking to some people, not you. You're not the person that needs to be helping him. Like you know, yeah, right. And most of the time uh, with these questions, when it's like a hard decision, she'll say. Oh, but I love like they'll give these alternate reasons why it's hard for them to leave him or why they're such a good person or just some good attributes. She just say one good thing about the dude. It's not your problem. Nice. Oh, yeah. Dang. So, OK. So from one disgruntled uh, woman to another disgruntled woman, uh, uh, this one is too many bad, too many bad. That's the title on this one. Says I'm a 49 year old divorced what? woman, so, and engaged to marry a 46 year old fiance, who is also divorced. What you about to say, Aaron? Nah, it's over. We are we are planning to marry in about eight months, Yo. but I have been rethinking hard about this and needing someone's opinion. I love my fiance and after three years of dating, I still find him extremely attractive and we have great chemistry. He's kind of attentive to me, texts me and calls me at least three times a day or more. But there are some issues that have me concerned. One, he has a son who just started a very expensive university. My fiance already took 26K in a loan this year and will take as and take this much of a loan for each of the next three years as well. I do not want to be part of that debt Can't do it. or responsible for it. <laughs> Number two, although he's, a, he's great to be around, at least 25%, he can be in a bad mood. He can fly off the handle quick, cussing and getting angry easily about work mainly. And he can stay in a bad mood, depressive mood for like a week or so. Number three, he is not very social. He's has very few friends and have have to have people Bro, around. Can you read? I have to have people around me. Not all the time, but I enjoy having dinner and a few drinks and some friends. He gives me a little bit of guilt trip when I want to see my friends. Four, he is extremely quiet and has only said a few words to my 14-year-old daughter in three years. Her boyfriend and us, us two went out last weekend. And my fiance barely said anything to my daughter. My daughter told me that he gave her the angry vibe. Number five, my parents are incredibly religious and were reluctant to accept me having a relationship after my divorce. They finally came to the conclusion that I'm a grown woman and entitled to my own decisions, but they have not met him in person, in part because of their initial reaction and in part because my fiance is not the most friendly person in the world and I don't know how to bring them together. Lastly, 
uh, he gets very angry. He told me he was, the last time he got mad, he told me he was moving to New York to be with his family. This is after knowing that I will not move there when he believes I did something to hurt him. He turns around and tries to hurt me with things like this. Again, overall, he's a good person, but I have reservations. I dread this idea of breaking up because of the fury I know will cause from him and because his mom and a few family members I know love me. Would you marry this guy if you were me? Don't ask me a dumb question you don't answer to. Nah, Bob. <laughs> Just, She's dumb. 49, Harold. What that mean? Like, what that mean? Like young though, like you, like she almost fifty and he forty six. Like I mean, it seems like like child stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's talking about young. I'm about like he getting mad, so he's saying I'm gonna move and be with my family. Like dog, like you child almost at the half century mark, young, and you still acting like, like a kid. You know what I'm saying? And and then her like saying that her parents finally let her be married to, you know what I'm saying, to somebody else when like I said, she about to be fifty. You like, still got parents jump. at that age? Right. It's yeah. like I mean, like it's I mean, she's blessed to still have them, but it's like, young, come on, are you kidding me? Like I you talking about I gotta take I gotta have the okay with y'all when I'm about to be fifty? Like I mean, like, but yeah, this this don't sound like a a good situation. I mean, you talking about in three years, like he's barely talked to your 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 daughter, like, huh? Like that don't make no sense. And I mean, and I do feel her about the fact on, you know, the, the like dad, at her age, hold that joint because usually, like that's something that you know when you're younger, like you know you kind of grow as a married couple. Like with that, and it's just understood, and it's like y'all work mm. together. But when once you at that stage, like she probably like good and hard, like she got her retirement, and I'm I'm assuming, you know what I mean, like and she like good on that front, and you know, obviously when you do get married, even though it's not technically yours, I mean it is. That I mean it's like yours, at the end no. of the day, to the yeah, collection so. agency, it's gonna be yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right, uh, Uncle Sam. The, 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 the only way like anybody in your family would be good off or relieved of that is if like you pay your kids wouldn't have to be like then it come and be like yeah I gotta pay that back like but other than that like you say you married like so I mean I definitely I definitely feel her on, on that as well like I said at that age so I mean yeah, she got I don't faith. know man don't yeah it's, it. it's a it's too it seemed like it's too many negatives um you know to kind of yeah, you can't afford it you can't afford that for 49 to get divorced again though you can't afford just don't even rock with this band though i mean I, you can rock with him but i'm just saying you should i i, I actually advocate against getting <laughs> married to this dude I, I just this is a bad situation i wouldn't even just stick around and like play house either i mean i i would you know pack his stuff and go you know because yeah. he's young i mean but at 49 like you said Aaron, like i guess the options is few and far in between, though. So, I mean, but the thing is, it, it would seem like you know, at that age, like first and foremost, is like like your your peace of mind and your happiness. I mean, she was already married and divorced once, so like if she doing it, like trying to get married again just for like the look of things, so she won't be alone. I mean, that's kind of the wrong way to like go about things. So, like if she's already having these reservations and like she can kind of like forecast it out i mean of course you never yeah, those know those are clear like, indicators have... though those yeah. are clear indicators those yeah. yeah those those are definitely indicators and, and, and warning alarming signs that you need to fade like jordan in the fourth uh yeah all right you got anything else on it nothing on to some sports this is what the people come here to hear uh nfl starting right there marcus peters traded from KC to LA for a six and a second round. What? Dog, what was this Bama Marcus Peters doing, dog? To Nailing like just be let national. go. So you said he was I, doing so, what? Kneeling for the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I heard the little interview and he said he was good with Andy Reid, dog. Yeah, like he said he had no issues with, with Andy Reid and everything was kosher and, you know, you know, he understands, like, you know, the whole thing when he threw the flag at the, you know, at the stands and all like that. But, you know. How many yards is that? This dude is, 
when you felt the flag in his face? How many time penalties has uh, Kelsey gotten? Oh, man. Why you doing that? That's 15 yards, right? Yeah, 15 yards. Okay. I mean, dog, this Bama is legitimately might be top corner in the league. I mean, he's definitely top five. He up there, yeah. I he wouldn't say there. top, but he, he's in the top five. Yeah, he up there, yeah. yeah. And he got the most yeah. the so most I, picks since he came into the league, so he definitely a ball hawk. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You already know. So, I mean, I you can tell. Plus, I I, I mean, I like Marcus Peters because I feel like you, we, we talk about this all the time, Aaron. Like, when you playing football and stuff, like, and the ball is thrown to the receiver, like, a lot of times these cornerbacks – they be playing a receiver and not the ball. Like they be like, "Oh, my man, turning right here. Like, why is he turning?" And then they just, right. you know, what I'm saying, Marcus Peters actually turn and look. Yeah, yeah, he, he looked, he looked like, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe I don't know if that's an issue because I, I know, like, when you play that style, like, the coaches be like, "You need to have best the technique. You gotta get your technique right. You gotta do this." But I mean, though, if you pick the rock off, like. What, who cares about technique if you <laughs> if you pick the shot off? And you running Seriously. out of a wave at that jump. Yeah, like, you know, so, uh, yeah, nah, but they literally got him from nothing. I mean, I'm job mad at the Skins. They ain't try to fandangle him out of, you know what I'm saying, with that to getting uh, Alex Smith here. They should have been talking right. about Marcus Peters. Let's do a one-off, one-one trade since you want to get the dude off your roster. So, I mean, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that that would have been tough to have Norman and Peters and shit. <laughs> what? And you got him that's for cheap because he's on his rookie deal. Yeah, day. right. Yeah, so that that, that was a shot. Uh, this week, too, uh, never door shuts for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Jacksonville re-signed Blake Bortles. I mean, Vikings look like they're set to let Bridgewater walk. Um, they look like they're going to be in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. Uh, where does Kirk Cousins got to go at this point? Like, I mean, doors are closing. He got a few doors open. He got Arizona open. He got Minnesota open. He got, you know, I don't think any of these teams are going back to bring I mean, truck up. I, who knows? I think, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I mean, he still got four choices, I think, which were always, uh, where he was gonna go, and that's um, Cleveland, uh, Denver, the Jets, and um, Arizona. So I, I feel like he was always gonna go to one of those teams. So I mean, all of those options are still open. Um, like I, I also heard that he was open to taking a little bit, a little bit less. Like if he were to go to like a contender, like a Denver, mm-hmm. versus if he goes to Cleveland, he gonna take everything that he get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, um, but yeah, like I said, those doors are still open. And I think it's, um, you know, he'll he'll wind up in one of those places. It's still kind of tough to say. I feel like we probably still need a little bit more uh, stuff to shake out. And then it'll kind of clear up a little more. But yeah, it'll be one of those spots. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some people say he need to go to Arizona because they got a running back, David Johnson. They got a veteran wide receiver. I mean, uh, if Bruce Arians was still there, I would say, yeah, but I, I just, I'm not completely convinced that, you know, he's out of the woods you know, with those options. So we gonna, we gonna definitely see. Uh, today marks the start of the NFL Combine. That whole thing's 27th to March 5th. So, you know, Perfect. 40 times and stuff like that. And we'll probably talk about some of the prospects for our next show, uh, who we're going to be looking at during this, this whole combine process. It's always an exciting time. Mike Mayock compares Josh Allen's arm to Jamarcus Russell. What? Now, was this the hedge your, hedge your bets Bro, comment you about, on, a, on a part of uh, Mike Mayock so that if the Bama's some trash, he could just be like, I said Jamarcus Russell. And then if he has a strong arm, then he could just say, you know, I said that he had a strong arm. Like, you know, is he trying to play play the, or is Josh Allen really? First legit? of all, that's a blatant lie. That's the first thing. I was so disappointed to hear that because you know, even when we talk off the air about this kind of stuff, we always say Mike Mayock is the outlier when it comes to like not playing that same game that everybody else plays. This mm-hmm. sounds like a comment directly from an agent 
or something like that. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's just a blatant lie. Cam Newton was cl- clearly had a stronger arm coming up. I can probably name 10 other quarterbacks in the last 10 years. Like his arm, he has a good arm, but he doesn't have an arm like one of those transcendent ones where you look at every throw like, oh my God, like he's not that guy. Cannot win with him. Mm-hmm. So you saying it's the money under the table, this the 100K slap on it. He has a relationship with somebody in his camp, though. I just, I just have a whole issue with the, with the Josh Allen, you know, hype anyway. I mean, when you look at like what he did at Wyoming, you know, the joint is not that impressive. Like, I mean, he didn't win crazy. Like when you talk about some of these other quarterbacks that went to like smaller schools and kind of numbers and and won games, like he doesn't fall in that category. So now you expect him to come to the NFL and do that. Like if you talk about like the most recent, like, you know, with Wentz, you know, he won championships in school. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so like, I just, I just don't get like why he's so hyped up. You already know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't either. But you know, you know how it goes, though. Every time this year, we we get a few names in there, they're thrown out there, and you know, they're not that good. I mean, uh, we got Josh Allen, you got Sam Darnold, who's saying he's not going to participate in the throwing drills at the combine. You a bum? <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? If you know your arm was. Doo-doo. No, you just trash, big fella. Big fella, you suck. You was fella. inaccurate. I mean, would you would you be out there trying to throw passes? I wouldn't. The mess up my draft stock. So, I mean, then you got, and this is I don't know how to feel about this. Lamar Jackson is going to have his is not hiring an agent. Is going to let his mom represent him. He's an idiot. Don't listen to. He's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. Is this a complete fail? <laughs> Do you even have to ask the question, though? <laughs> now, let me say this. If she has a law degree or if she works in finance management or something like that, then, you know what I mean, I digress. But outside of that, judging from the picture I saw. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover, though. But let me ask you this, though. Like, how vital is it I guess a, a, a quote-unquote Asian at this point when all the deals are collectively bargained in like all of the sports. Now, I, I understand how they make sense in terms of like your brand off of the court or off of the field. But like nowadays, it's not really a negotiation when you're talking about the money that you can get as far as yeah. like the draft picks coming in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just posing yeah, the so, question. So like, you know, you're allotted that, to them, this money. Them contracts, though, dog, got. But not even shit. that. That's not the issue. It's the relationships, dog. We just talked about the Josh Allen thing. It's stuff like that, especially with him sliding in the draft, that he needs going forward, leading between the combine and the draft. It's different yeah. if you're like a the consensus number one pick, where you just not, you don't have to throw, you don't have to do anything. It's all on tape. You're gonna be number yeah. one overall. Like that's something different. But in this situation where he, it, they talk about switching him to another position, though you don't need to come in here with somebody who doesn't know the layout of the environment that you're about to enter. Now, like I said, if she, you know what I mean? If she had some type of foot in, like, I don't know if she worked at Louisville or something going on around football to where she has those relationships or has those skills and contacts. But outside of that, this just sounds egregious to me, especially with what's going on with him surrounding his draft status anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I think the only thing that can help if the Bama goes out there jump and runs like a four three nine, he and then and then, and then throws like I mean, just looks out of this world in the combine. You know, I mean, the phone call is gonna come in regardless. But yeah, I, I I do agree with you, Aaron. Like, there's certain savvy and tact that you have to have in order to navigate in that environment with like these shady people dog and if you don't know like what's going on and I mean I, th- I think you need somebody you can trust as your agent too you know what I'm saying and finding that balance is, is a difficult thing but dog it's just it's it's a lot of money on the line dog it's a lot of money on the line 
that can be moved up. The needle can be moved up or down, not even on like your ability. It just can be on relationships and stuff like that. Or if they know they're going, they're, they're dealing with a reputable, uh, uh, you know, agent, you know, there's, there's certain things that they're not going to say or try to pull, um, you know, who even knows with these contracts and how they might do the contracts. And I, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's and just, just too much money on the line of just the advice of somebody who's done this every year, you know what I mean? Representing players, mm-hmm. just doing this every year. Like, what advice can she give them about, okay, do this, don't do this, do this this way? It's yeah. just, it sounds crazy, though. To, to save, you know, 4% or 5% on the salary, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what you're going to pay the agent about, you know, maybe like 4 to 8% or whatever you, your, your contract you get, you know, um, and they're going to work to get you the, the biggest contract. I mean, I don't know, dog. It's a little, little, little dicey. Uh, should the Browns draft Saquon Barkley at number one? Yes. Is he the is he the best uh, a player in this draft? That's right. You already know. But I mean, I don't think he's necessarily the best um, player in the draft. I think he's the safest at that um, at that number one overall spot, and I think that'll prevent them from making a huge mistake with the quarterback they end up taking there. Um, mm-hmm. But, I just, but in fairness, though, I mean, they need so much. And, like, they've just, like, in recent drafts, decided to forego the quarterback. And they passed up on a couple of, you know, potentially great ones. So you think that um, they feel like that they can do that again? Or are they going to stand by and just keep watching these quarterbacks get drafted? So they have two first-round picks. Yeah, one and the four. Browns do. One and four, yeah. So my only thing is, I don't think that quarterback is here. and You can't go off of what you did years before and then overdraft somebody here just because you need a quarterback. Like you didn't just take one in the first round last year in Deshaun Kaiser, who was at some point the number one overall quarterback. I think it's just a case-by-case situation. And none of these guys in this draft, including Lamar Jackson, I think are worth the number one overall pick. And I think it'll Mm -hmm. end up hurting them more to take a quarterback there and then be set back, what is it, four to five years when you take a quarterback that high versus um, taking a running back who you know will improve your your team day one and either be able to get one of the quarterbacks that, because because they're all fairly close and nobody jumps off the chart, you'll still be able to get a quarterback at four. You, you don't yeah, think you'll be get a quarterback at Nah, Bob. Say that again? No, no, you I don't. don't. Think I think he's going to, to the Giants second overall. I don't think they'll be yeah. able to get him. Um, yeah, so right now they got they got the 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 draft order is the Browns, the Giants, the Colts, the Browns, Definitely Denver, don't. Jets, Tampa, and then the Bears. I don't think it's any so, way yeah. hell he passed the Colts though. They need a running back. Yeah, so no way. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's no way he gets past the Colts. I mean, I think we're we're pretty much clear that Saquon Barkley is going to be a top three pick, like. Automatic, unless this Batman just get caught with a uh, caught with had get a DUI and then get caught with the uh, the bong bong hit uh, on on camera and stuff. Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, right? Yeah, that's the only thing that could that could that could, and then he'll still go first, in my opinion. That joint knock him down like two picks, but I, I matter of fact, I don't even think that would that would knock it off. Like that being said, Colts is still grab. Yeah, that being said, if you're in love with one of the quarterbacks, you got to take him. If you're in love with him, you know what I mean? You can't worry about what yeah. anybody else is saying, even though I believe that most of them will be bust, at least half of them, in the first round. <laughs> um, if they love somebody and feel like he'll work in their system, you, you got to take him. All right. Um, we'll definitely be watching Saquon Barkley and his workouts and stuff like that. Uh, he's just the total package. Like, this dude... You know, some people are saying he's better than Ezekiel Elliott when Zeke Zeke came into the league. You know, it's very high praise about Saquon Barkley. Uh, he is legit. I'm no doubt about it. Uh, I'm I actually gotta do my full sit down and evaluation after this this week. Really, like, cause after you had a combine stuff, that's where I kind of take everything and then compile it all and really look at the whole totality of stuff. But uh. You know, no doubt he's a top five pick. I think that's without question. Uh, on to some NBA. Wizards beat the 76ers the other night. Handily earned. Yeah. They got the Bucks tonight. If the Wizards keep getting W's, 
what do you get? What do you, what do you do with Wall, yeah? What do you do with John Wall if they keep getting W's? What do you mean? This year? Next yeah, year? Yeah, like how do you how do you navigate him coming back to the team and the team is gelling and getting W's and they like putting this the, together this this winning streak? How do you manage him back to the roster if they winning? I think so, that's a problem that Scott Brooks has to has to think about, though. So you think they're better as a franchise without Wall? Is that what you're saying? So this is the thing. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, what are you how saying? do you handle? I'm saying, how do you handle the situation of them winning and having success that they did not have when John Wall was on the roster, and now that you're moving into a different direction, like you're winning. Well, how do you manage are you winning playoff coming series? back into the full? Right. Are you right, winning playoffs? Are you moving past the second round in the playoffs? Like, what are we talking about so, here? Right. So and I'm saying, this, about okay, so all sample of games, like you're not talking about. So you don't. Like, so you don't. Not, so you don't. Just good with Wall last year. So you're talking so about I'm small at, sample of games this year, and you're talking about the regular I'm season. At, I'm just asking y'all, what do y'all do with John Wall? You don't do anything. Put him in the starting lineup because he's your best player. On the team, that's what you do, and and hopefully by him sitting out and watching this, like you know, he can come in there and fit in accordingly and kind of see how things were going and like in the best so bet, let me ask the this way question. to play like all movement and not him, you know, pounding the ball. So if John Wall comes back as your best player, he comes in, let's say playoff time. And he's doing old John Wall shenanigans, pounding the rock, forcing assists. But that's a like, size, you know. That's a size, Harold, to a certain degree, <laughs> because last, he just got paid because he had his best season last year, though. Right. He was hurt. Okay. This year. And he was. That's injured. why he's out. Yeah. He's not just chilling. He was hurt. Yeah. So okay. like, who is the okay. fake John Wall all of a sudden that we hate? Because <laughs> he's, like, he's so selfish. He offers like stuff like to. A, I get it. I do get it. It looks different because. The players are different, and the, the style of play is different with Wall off the court. And everybody's touching the ball. Everybody's happy. Is Gortat going to get better? Or has Gortat gotten better with Wall out? Is he not a bum anymore? Like, what do you really want from the Wizards? Yeah, he, he ducked on LeBron overnight, dog. This Batman's been playing actually better since Wall has been... You watching the same games I'm watching? Is he stopped? He's still, he's still, uh, he's still, he's still pushing in the back. That, that will never end, dog. This Batman's... Uh, at this point, a back pusher. Like, that's what he is, though. But it's this not is part of the reason why the, the, the management in this city, football and basketball, can't get it right because the fans are so fickle. And it's just like, what do you want? What more do you want from me? <laughs> oh, my Do you want to be the Eagles and, like, just win a bunch of games and get close? and Or do you want to be great, though? You can't have it both ways. Well, the Eagles are great now, dog. No, they, not they these win. Eagles. I'm talking about the McNabb Eagles when Bams is winning games. Uh, and okay. Busted great. Even okay. that, like, I think is a separation from where the Wizards are. It's just like, do you want to win regular season games and get bounced in the first or second round because you like the passing better and it looks, I guess, like a better style of play to you? The results are the same, dog. So, so let me ask this question. Let's say you bring John Wall back. You can tell that he's still, like, he's trying to find his legs. And, he has to. Or, That's part of so you 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 do that at the expense of a playoff series, letting but him find his lose when it, you, So let me ask you this: so, You think they can win a playoff series without Wall? Of course, the matchup matters. The start there. The matchup. The matchup is the is the primary. But let's say they play the Bucks in the first round. You think they can beat the Bucks so without Wall? So this is the thing: They're gonna play the exactly. Bucks tonight. They're gonna play the Bucks tonight, and it's not gonna be a playoff game. I get it. But if they go and they watch the Bucks. To me, what that says is these dudes can beat the Bucks. Now, can they beat them in a six-game series or, you know what I'm saying, a seven-game no. series? I don't think they can without Wall. Okay. I personally don't think they can without Wall. But I also didn't think these Batmans would be winning eight out of ten games or, you know, uh, ten for 13 games. Like, I didn't anticipate. I didn't see that either. Do you I'm want me to go through the like, schedule and we can name? Do you, you want to go through the games since Wall's been out? Okay. They had a couple big wins. Don't get me wrong. They beat the Thunder. Okay. They beat the Raptors. But they also okay. beat the Hawks and the Magic. And you know what I mean? Like, we let's not do this yet. The Nets, the Magic. Again, it, you know what I mean? But, but, so just relax, but, but, dog. But, Aaron, we would have John Wall on the roster, and they would lose them games. So, I like, to me, it's like 
I can't just like downgrade it because they win in the games that they need to win or should win. Downgrade it, but when y'all start talking about what should we do with Wall, like it's a chance you'd be better without him. That's when that meter starts to go off, dog. With this DC fan stuff. When my name come up, respect. It doesn't make sense. I'll drill y'all. You play after you play the Bucks. Where you sit on that shit? And in Toronto. If they beat them, if they went three in a row, dog, I will apologize on air next time we on the air, dog. I, I mean, I'm 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 with Aaron. Like I, I I think that it's it's a little bit too fast, you know, to rush the judgment. Um, right, the playoffs are different than a regular season. Um, you know, I think that you know John Wall being out. Hopefully, he's seen how the team has been playing, and Scott Brooks has you know maybe kind of you know said some things to him in terms of his approach when he comes back. I mean, he's he should have been also right there in the practices and different things like that so like i'm just uh interested to see when he comes back you know integrating him back in but to say that they're better off without him i think it's, it's way too early to tell and like i said the playoffs are different than a regular season that's why you'll see team like at times like not finish with a better record than a team and they'll still beat them in the playoffs because the matchups aren't there and when you don't have back-to-backs and you don't have all this travel and you could just focus on one team teams aren't better so um yeah i think we just gotta wait and see man like it's just too early to just be on the like get john wall out of here trade him see what you can get get him out of here dog trade this bama dog today Put oh, him on the shot psych. Like, nah. Yeah. I mean, young, I, I, the real talk, yeah. you, you know, and I try to keep it as honest as possible. I just don't know what the, like, like, I I don't know. I don't know if they not better. I mean, I know that they're playing better. I know that for a fact that they're playing better. I, it with, and maybe it's because it's no egos involved. Maybe it's because Bama just know they, they roles and they just playing, you know, Know, they respect the places. Maybe that. Maybe that's so what it is. Yeah. Huh? Did you watch but, the game before uh, 76ers? Oh, yeah, yeah, they lost. That game, huh? Did they nah, just they blow, lost. They got their blown out? What? Which one was? It? Yeah. <laughs> so, who they lose? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Uh, I'm out. Yo, man. They lost who, they lose to, uh, who was it? Who I'll tell they you, play? ten games under 500 to Charlotte Hornets. So just relax. Oh, the Hornets, yeah. The that's Hornets, yeah. They did lose to the Hornets, though. I hope you get 82 I mean, games of Sadaransi so you can see what that ends up with. I know you high on him right now. So I just hope Dog, he's cooking. Dog, he cooked. Is he yeah, not cooking? He's definitely. playing better, dog. I mean, he's, he's playing well. Right. Dog, playing I want well, his basketball dog. card, dog. I want his basketball <laughs> card because this guy will cook it, dog. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we got to wait and see. I'm going to pump the brakes, dog. I'm going to take the food out of the oven. You know what I'm saying? Let the junk cool off. Before I, I really, you know, get on that that bandwagon, dog. But I'm telling you, the Bama John Wall come back, and you know he playing like he up Dave and Buster's somewhere, shooting all these long range shots for no reason. I'm gonna be highly upset. I'm just trying to let you know. But you I'm do know they probably upset. take a step back for a couple games. Like he's not just gonna come in and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Bama's went off ten in a row. So okay, so let me ask this question before we move to the next topic: what Would you consider? Bringing him off the bench for like for hold on for a period of time until he gets his legs back. Would you consider that as an option of managing John Wall getting back into the flow? So knowing what you know about John Wall, his personality and how he navigates and his ego works, do you think that will work? Nah, Bob. No. You'd be worse off doing that than just leaving him off the out the game. But but it would speak to if he if he's really truly team oriented. Like, this is the thing. If my team is cooking, I will be like, young, you know what? My squad is bigger than me. It's more than just me. It's not about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm already getting the check. So what can I do in order to help my team win? I know in my heart, my knee is better, but it ain't 100%. I need no, some games to get my legs back. There's a difference between not being fully healthy and not having your basketball legs under you. So those are two different things. Okay. I don't want him to come back at 80% or 85% and work his way back. I, I agree with you there. Because I don't want I'm him looking like Mahimi. Right, right, yeah, right. I don't right. want him looking like Mahimi was last year. Nah, nah, though. Yeah, so, okay. At least we we, we, we want commonality, common ground there. Uh, 
Zaza, Pachulia, rolled up on Russell Westbrook's leg a couple games back. Uh, are we all in consensus Zaza is a dirty player? Is that just... Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. I think, I think he's questionable, but I will say this. Originally, when I watched it, like, I thought that, you know what I mean? Nope, it was just flat out dirty. But when I saw some different angles and how, you know, Swaggy P, like, foot kind of came to his, like, hit, hit, like, the back of his leg. Like, I feel like if he really wanted to hurt him, he could have, like, fell on him, like, way worse than what he did. You know what I mean? But in terms of just him being, like, a basically borderline, like, dirty player, I would say, yeah. But in terms of this particular incident... I don't think it's the way people were making it out to be when I saw the replay and the different angles of it. Mm. That's my take on it. He dirty. He dirty. Uh, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, as we like come down to the, to the last part of our show, there was a lot of murmurings, a lot of talk about NCAA and these violations and Coach Arizona doing the funny business and, and, and all this stuff is going on. Everybody's been asked about it. LeBron's been asked about it. All these players, NBA players been asked about it. Lonzo Ball asked about it. Like, we, it, I think it's pretty clear that, that the players, um, you know, uh, are getting paid under the table, some, some form, some fashion. You know, can they pay the players? They can. They yeah. should. Yeah, they should. They should. But I, yeah. I just don't. Some people think paying the players is is, is the is the, the like the answer to all of this. You know what I'm saying? I think that it could be solutions in paying playing the players. But though, just like everything else, I just don't see that going the way people think it would go. If they start to pay the players, you will start to have them charging the kids for room and board and and having them pay for everything that they're basically entitled to in, in school. And nah, dog. Nah. I'm telling nah. you, dog. They do the record companies do it with records. They 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 give them an you advance and say, "Hey, I'm saying record companies do it with advances, no, with money. They give them money, they pay them, and then they be like, oh, yeah, we need to recoup that back.' And the next thing you know, you charge for for eight hours. Three Gatorades in practice yesterday. But, Go but, ahead, give me that. Yeah, we we gonna charge you forty dollars for three Gatorades. But even with that being said, like that's understood when they give you. A million dollars, like you know that a million dollars is to make, you know what I mean, that album or whatever the whatever that given and, and so whatever you take to make it, like the rest is yours. You know that they they gonna get that money back. That's like room and board plus a payment is what will be offered. Not some like, oh, you take this and all oh, that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, this is an addition to that. Like, like they signed a $6 billion uh, contract over the life of it with CBS, and the players yeah. aren't getting anything. Like, the father, Not the it. founding father of the NCAA, William Byers, basically set up the NCAA off of, like, Jim Crow. It was set up off of racism. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how they set it up. So, like, it's, it's it could easily be done. And you have all these other sports living off of basketball and football, like they're basically calling the welfare sports and it's like you know what I mean but it's no issue in the sports that are predominantly white for you to consult with you know agents or you know kind of get a, 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 a like a take on where you might go in the draft only in basketball and football like if you sit down and have a a, a lunch they be like oh you know what I'm saying that's that's questionable that's a suspension like the, the whole joint is BS, dog, and we all know that they should be getting paid. Like in in the argument that people use to say like like the same schools would get all the players, not necessarily so. Because first of all, let's say um, UNC was like, you know, what I mean, we gonna give a million dollars to this point guard or you know this mm -hmm. player. Like the other point guard might, for one, might not want to go there because they already got a star. But two, you got some crazy boosters at some of these schools, like like a o Oklahoma State or whatever where the grandma might be young. Like, we going to give you $3 million to come here. And, right. and, and and where they would have never got that player before, now it's an open market. And you know that player's only going to be there for one year anyway because that's how it's set up. But they're more than well, uh, worth that because even gave him $3 million, he bought back your school $50 million in that one year just throwing out arbitrary numbers. But, that, but that's how it yeah. works. Yeah. 
I just think that gym would go. It, it, it's like this. It's like, you know, the money, the amount of money that's being circulated that they're not having to pay players and they've been able to keep out of players' hands. They, as long as they can keep that instituted, just like slavery, they wanted to keep that gym forever if they could because you can cake. No, $3 billion is about to be made in March alone. So where's the money March going? Madness. To the people at top, like how, how exactly. it always goes. <laughs> exactly. You know That's right. You already know. Like, you think those people are going to say, hey, we should pay the players. They're cutting the my salary? Because that's where the money's coming from. Yeah. Oh, nah, stop. They can build more statues of racist <laughs> forefathers and stuff. All of, Like, stop it, though. That's all they're using that money for. And any other time, these same folks hate socialism. Like, they get mad. They call people socialists and all this other kind of stuff. Except for, like, when Jeff said, the tennis team is being funded by the football team and basketball team. A uh, golf team is being funded by the football team and basketball team. It makes no sense. No sense at all, though. So what are they going to do? I just I just think, like, once they start paying the players, the next thing you know, room and board going to be a million dollars. They're going to start charging for everything. Gatorade. Yo, we gave y'all shoes. We had, we had Nike brand and shit. Yeah, that's $2,500 a piece. Everybody, like... They gonna start the hike prices in order to get that bread back because, yeah, they not letting that jump go. They not letting it go. So but they also need a union before the money comes into play for them to be able to take care of stuff like that. So they not getting like getting raped on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have to have a union to have somebody that's you know what I mean. More, that that schooled in these legal battles that are going to take place once you start talking about billions of dollars being divided up. It's, yeah, it's I think like SMU tried to get a union. I think it was Northwestern. Like, oh yeah, they shut it down. Shut her down. Like, 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 uh, smoke at the go-go. Shut her down. They, yeah, they, Because uh, they know that's what that next. Once a union's formed successfully, they know paying the players is the next thing to come. Oh, and the yeah. thing is, it's like, young yeah, Bama's gonna go kicking and screaming, dog, before they give up three billion dollars of revenue, dog. You gonna see a fight you ain't never seen. Bama's thought there was a but, civil but war. Here, but here's the whole thing: like, you don't even have to give up that whole three billion. No one's saying that. It's just like in the NBA, like basically, um, they split that. You know, with the new CBA. They split that 50-50. Now, like, in theory, obviously, the players are the reason why those fans are packing the arenas. But the owners, without the owners, you wouldn't have it financed and there would be no league. So they work that agreement where it's basically 50-50. So it's not to even say, like, that whole $3 billion would would go to the players. But they should be getting some of them, like, even if it's 50, even if they, even if instead of them taking 3 billion now on home, it's 1.5 and that 1.5 is being allocated to the top players or, you know what I mean? Because let's face it, like, every player wouldn't get these type of dollars. You know what I mean? This is for, you know what I mean? And then the the other Bamas that's regular, they they might get some slight stuff. Like, I know y'all were hearing about some of the money that some of the Bamas was getting. And, and that would be like Honey people cake. were lunching off of that. Yeah, well, Aiden, they offered him, but like they were talking about like folks got like 10K and they was like, like, how is some of these Bamas getting this little or Dennis Smith Jr.? I think they say his was around 10K in the report it came out. So, like, that's what like some of the other players would probably be getting like somewhere in that range, but they would still be getting money. Dog. It wouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm and, and on it, campus. And the thing is, you know that these coaches and probably like, yeah, these Bamas deserve to get some bread. Like this job is unfit, and they kicking. They all the coaches making millions. So it's exactly. like, that's the that's the whole down. funny thing. Like I look at the coaches funny. That be like, nah, I don't think that it should change. Like that joint made me think, like, ah, you try like might be have some racist in you, dog. Like anytime that <laughs> you know, like you could just come out easily and say, nah, the system is set up. Like, oh, you're making eight million dollars a year, and these Bamas is you talking about some room and board when like all of these guys, especially the top ones. Like you're you're already holding up their chance to get the millions themselves, and they're the reason that your your program has value. And you're talking about they shouldn't get none of that. Like, come on, man. And they take and they taking advantage of every tax benefit too to make sure now. It's it's a dirty game, though. It's a dirty game. Um, 
I, I mean, I would hope that just as much as people have like kind of like come to the aid of Colin Kaepernick and like maybe says, you know, talked on his behalf, like I, I think that more people need to like come and step up and really get like integrated into not integrated, but like involved in this whole this whole process, dog. Because this joint has been going on a long time. Everybody knows that the pairs are getting played, dog. But they don't want to formalize it and make it into a structured system because, dog, it's too so much money being circulated. And they, you know what I'm saying? Babbins is greedy. That's just the bottom line. Babbins is greedy. Like, like you said, Aaron, you know, you cut it in, Jeff, you you cut it in half the the, you know, three billion and the 1.5. You know, they don't want to do that, dog. They don't want to do that. That that might mean that they gotta, you know what I'm saying, downgrade they live, they living. You know? Do you know how much money? Just the NCAA tournament made last year. Just the tournament. March Madness. Nothing else, though. $900 million. Goodness. $900 million. And you mean to tell me you can't find enough money? Because clearly the tournament isn't everybody. What is it, 32 teams? 64 now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's six, mm-hmm. like 60. Yeah, it's something right. like that. Six, so, 64, 66. You can't find the money to pay these kids? They can find the money. They don't want to. They don't want to give it up, though. They don't want to give it up, no. It's gonna to have to be pride out I'm of their hands. Rocking, mo. And, like everything and else. Like I say, I, <laughs> yeah, um, that's just facts. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's our our show. Follow us at OSS, the other side of sports. I know people have been hearing us talk the OSS, other side of sports, a lot. I mean, we still be okay, Sports Nine Eighty to, to the day we die, but. You know, OSS is our, our tag, so follow us at the other side of sports. Um, and if you follow BLK Sports 98, it's nothing wrong with that too. But all, all of our branding is, is shifting over to OSS, so go follow us that. Go to OSS TV. Um, check us out on there. Uh, we going to be bringing some more. We're going to talk baseball. I'm going to have special guests from the show uh, next week. Talk baseball. <laughs> get into that because uh, we don't really talk baseball on here like that uh are you getting shots up though I gotta get in these arrests Paul <laughs> <laughs> oh these man bad news bro man shout out to uh Wiz Buffy Podcast Earl Dale Ken shout out to uh Working Title Podcast shout out to Kicking It With G-Man shout out to Sports Reality my man Jeremy John check these people out uh, shout out Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to um, this is some Vegas and Hip Hop Now. And of course, you know, shout out to uh, Lance J Radio putting us on. Uh, shout out to him and, and, and we out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about. Let me speak. How does that feel? How does that feel?